got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we have quite a bit to discuss on your favorite cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, or at least I hope it's your favorite cryptocurrency. If it's not, I don't know what you're doing with your life because Bitcoin is the answer to inflation. We today are going to be talking about where Bitcoin finds itself on the chart. It right now is below a very important level of resistance, sitting right around 58,000. It's currently trading at, if I check, uh, let's see here, $57,700, and it desperately needs to get above certain resistance right above us. The interesting thing is we have all of the dominoes lined up so that it can rally all the way back to all-time high very, very quickly, but something needs to knock over that first domino. And some news that came out last night about a Bitcoin ETF potentially being announced as confirmed by the Securities and Exchange Commission could be just the thing that does that. We have quite a bit to talk about today. We have a lot of technical analysis to dive into on Bitcoin, several news stories that we want to discuss, and more that we will be covering today. I am joined, as always, by my co-host and the fill-in for yesterday, Mr. T.A. Tim, how you doing, Tim? Great job, dude. What's up, Woo. everybody? Uh, I am feeling good. Uh, yeah, it was fun yesterday. Uh, I think we keep, keep getting better systems, better flow, you know, organizationally. Loved the show yesterday. Hope it helped you guys out a lot, too, but I'm glad to be back over here. Let Jeb take that seat. I know my place. Also, how about Taylor, man? Taylor was great. Taylor was great. I, I'm excited for future. Brilliant guy. Yeah. Heck yeah, there you go. Tim really likes his Taylors. I guess you could say that. We're also joined, sure. as always, by Smay. How you doing, Smay? Hi, everybody. I am very good today, Jeb. Thank you. Um, guys, I would like to do my special honor that I get to do every day. Thank you, Jeb, for giving me this honor to do Absolutely. this. Absolutely. I want to shout out our world-famous, awesome, amazing Let's members. Go. So. First and foremost, Angel P, thank you. You're a newer member. Thank you so much for uh, uh, clicking that membership button and joining. Uh, thank you, Mike the Hummel Swede, which I'm pretty sure is uh, Michael, a.k.a. Freakers. I think he just changed his name. I could be wrong. And then Tom Wilkes. Thank you guys so much for being members. If you guys are interested in joining the membership program, check the link below. Also, we're going to be putting out that form for the perks. Make sure you guys go find that form and fill it out. It's in our community tab. Guys, we have just started and we've already got over 210 likes. Not a single dislike. The second I say that, I know there's going to be one guy that hits the dislike button just so you can be the one guy. Don't be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. Hit that like button. I know we can get to 500 likes. Why should you do that? Because we are trying to bring you integral and humility-backed content to show you the bullish and the bearish side so that you can become financially free in cryptocurrency markets. But to do that, you got to understand what the price action is doing. If you think somebody else can benefit from what we're doing here, hit that subscribe button and tell 10 of your friends. Before we get started, I do want to mention that today's show is brought to you by one of our very favorite indicators, Lux Algo. It is an indicator that I use in my technical analysis every single day, and many, many, many of you guys have signed up for it, and you guys seem to be loving it. We're going to be using it quite a bit in our analysis today. If you would like to sign up for Lux Algo after seeing it in play during this stream, you can sign up with the coupon code JEBB, J-E-B-B for 20% off at checkout with the link in the description box down 
down below. Normally, we don't get to Super Chats until about 15 minutes from now, but I got to shout this one out because that is a huge Super Chat. Simple Man 699 just donated uh, 300 euro. Said, hi, Jeb, can you please give me your technical analysis on Icon, formerly Nevin? Because of that, <laughs> we might have time to do that at the end of the show. I very much appreciate that donation, guys. We're going to go into our bullish segment in about five minutes before the top of the hour. We're going to jump into an intermission. We'll discuss Super Chats there, answer some of those. Then we'll move into our bearish segment, which is going to be relatively short today because crypto is looking pretty solid. And then we're going to move into discussion in the latter half and the latter third of this show, I suppose I should say. With that said, though, we need to jump onto Bitcoin because we have a lot of analysis to do. So let's not waste any more time. The very first thing I want to do is you give you guys a bit of a update on where we are right now. As you guys know, Bitcoin went into about a $15,000 rally over the course of the last of, of seven days. And then over the course of the last seven days, Bitcoin has been more or less trading sideways. Now, what it has done is very interesting. If we look down on the four hourly chart, we're actually forming something called a megaphone pattern. This isn't a pattern you see very often because it's characterized by higher highs and then also higher lows or lower lows, but that are diverging. This is not a parallel line such as this, which would make this an ascending trading channel. And it's not a, a rising wedge such as this, which would make it a bearish pattern. Instead, this is what is known as a megaphone pattern. And it indicates increasing volatility and it, increase, and it indicates increasing strength in the dominant uh, faction in the market. So right now the dominant faction is the bulls. So this is actually a good sign. But there are things that are contrary to that. So we will be getting into all of that. But I just want to lay the foundation for you. Bitcoin is in a big rally and right now it needs to do one major thing. It needs to get above some resistance. It needs to get above a flat level of resistance at $58,600 and it also needs to get above this uptrending level of resistance. That uptrending level of resistance is the more important one because if we look on the daily chart, this uptrending level of resistance has been in play for a very long time. You may be you may be remembering to the last two weeks of live streams, I've been saying, look guys, Bitcoin just needs to get above this level. It just needs to get above this level, and then it gets above that level. And you say, what the heck, Jeb? I thought if it got above that level, it's going back to all-time high. Here's the thing. The level keeps changing. Why? Because the level is based on this uptrending level of resistance. The reason the level that we need to get above is changing is because the trend line is moving. Right now, the trend line resistance is sitting at 58,700. We need to break this trend line with confidence. That's how we get back to all-time high. So we're going to discuss all of that and more in this video, but let's jump into some of our bullish technicals so we get all of our facts straight. The first thing I want to show you happens here on the daily chart, and it has to do with these candlesticks. I want to show you these four wicks, and I'll show you on a clean chart just to make it simpler. One, two, three, Four. Take notice, there are four large candle wicks over the last seven days. Two of them back here were large upper wicks. The last two wicks, however, have been large lower wicks. This is actually a bullish signal. Why? A long wick indicates that whichever side of the candlesticks faction it is representing has been defeated in a small skirmish, if you will. So what does that mean? These long upper wicks being on the top of the candlestick indicate that there has been a skirmish between the bulls and the bears and the bulls failed. It indicates that the bulls tried to rally and the bears said, no, actually, you're not going to do that. And then corrected. We saw that happen twice on the 8th of October and the 10th of October. That indicates to us that the bulls tried to rally and they failed. But on the other hand, on October the 12th and the 13th, which are more relevant because they're more recent, we saw the exact opposite happen. The bears tried to correct the market and the bulls said, no, actually, we're going to keep rallying. Forget about you. We're going to move to the upside gradually. So that's a very good sign that the bulls are 
starting to take dominance in the last seven days. There are some contrary indicators to that that we'll get to in a second, but that is just one of our pieces of information. Another thing to keep in mind, and this is something I'll mention in passing, is that we do have a strong Lux Algo buy signal that has been in effect since October the 4th. That is definitely a good sign and something that you'll want to remember. It did call a lot of this rally. Another thing to point out on the Bollinger Bands has to do with this. The Bollinger Bands right now are continuing to widen. They are continuing to grow. You can see the bottom has come up here just a little bit. That indicates that the acceleration of the expansion of volatility in Bitcoin has slowed down some. But in general, the Bollinger Bands are still very bullish. They are still very volatile, and that is a good sign because remember, for a healthy bull market and rally to ensue, you need high volatility, high volume, and high retail investor interest. We have high volatility. We have high retail investor interest. The volume is relatively low, which I'm not happy about. We'll get to that in a minute. Now, the other thing I want to point out here is the RSI. And we're actually going to talk about the RSI quite a bit in this stream. But for now, the main thing I want to look at is the simple fact that the RSI is sitting at 68 to 70. It's not overbought. It's not overextended. What does that mean? It means that if Bitcoin tried to rally more than it would be able to, an RSI potentially would not be an indicator that would stop a rally to the upside. Now, one of the other bullish technicals that I want to show you that is very, very important has to do with our VPVR. You guys may remember that VPVR has resistance right here. Here. It has to do with this zone set up by trading that has happened over the previous year of price history on Bitcoin. This zone is what Bitcoin needs to get above. We've been talking about this for a week, and I might sound like a broken record saying that we need to get above this, but it's absolutely critically important. Bitcoin is on a knife's edge. It is in a decision point. It has been for a week. And the way that it decides is, does it move to the upside out of this zone or does it move to the downside? One of them is going to happen. This is an unstable area it is more than likely going to move up or move down. This is an analogy that only a few of you will probably get, but I have a background in astrophysics, so I will put it this way. If you have an electron, it is either going to be in one orbital or the next. It's normally not going to be in the middle. What does that mean? It means that where we are right now on Bitcoin is unstable. It means that Bitcoin is likely to move to the upside or the downside, but it's unlikely to stay here for a whole lot longer because it's on top of that VPVR resistance. Now, technically speaking, that's everything I wanted to show you that is bullish on the daily chart. There are a couple of things down here on the four-hourly chart that I can show you as well, though. The first of which is a bit of a bullish and a bearish technical at the same time. We did see a bullish cross on MACD just yesterday, but it has stagnated a little bit, so that's not giving us much upward momentum. The other thing I can show you here is that there are several places where you can analyze uh, bullish RSI divergence showing up on the four hourly chart. But as I mentioned with the MACD, there are some counter indicators of that. Not only is there bullish RSI divergence, but there's also bearish RSI divergence. So do with that what you will. The fact of the matter is, guys, most of the bullish technicals in the Bitcoin market right now, we have already discussed. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, so I'm not going to go into much more detail on the bullish technicals. There isn't a whole lot more to show you right now because Bitcoin is so indecisive. But what I do want to do is go ahead and look at one of our favorite indicators that we have started to use on the channel. And by the way, they are an affiliate of the channel now, and it is Market Cipher. One of the things I want to show you on Market Cipher is the fact that a green dot just printed. For anyone who understands how Market Cipher works, you know that that means that our momentum should be moving to the upside here. And then we can also see that the money flow has been gradually moving to the upside very slowly, but it is moving up. Both of those are bullish signals. Now, on top of that, the RSI signals up here on, on uh, money flow, uh, excuse me, on market cipher are also trending to the upside. So in general, it looks like we have a very weak, but definitely a a buy signal on market cipher. It looks like we have a buy signal, but it's not very strong because we've already gone into a big rally. So any of you guys out there that use market cipher, we are getting somewhat of a bullish signal coming from that. 
Here's the deal though, guys, and this is kind of the point I want to make with the bullish technicals. Bitcoin is bullish right now, period. I think that we are more than likely bullish than bearish. There is a potential that we could pull back down to 53,000, which I think is what was discussed on the show yesterday. The issue is for Bitcoin to move to the upside, it really needs to have some kind of catalyst. It really needs to have some kind of explosive growth because as we're going to talk about in a second, that volume doesn't look all that good right now. There's just not much of it. We are bullish, but we're not very decisive. It's one thing to be winning a war and you're taking 100 miles of territory every week. It's another thing to be winning a war and you're barely moving. It's like you're moving one mile a month. It's like, yeah, technically you're winning. Technically, you're the one that's in charge of the battlefield. But is it really that much power? I mean, how hard would it be for the enemy to come and push you back when you're only moving forward so slow? You know, it's the same thing in business as it is in cryptocurrency markets. If you're not going forward, you're going down. There's no such thing as sitting still. Bitcoin right now is sitting still. It wasn't a big rally. Why is it trading sideways? Well, the reason it's trading sideways is because the bulls have lost strength because they have moved so far. So there's some news that we want to cover that is very bullish. The technicals are what I'm talking about. The technicals indicate what's going to happen in the next seven days. The next seven days, we need to see a big rally, but that isn't confirmed. The fundamentals, on the other hand, are remarkably bullish. So let's jump into some of those. The very first one that I want to talk about is actually mentioned in the title of this video, and it has to do with the Bitcoin ETF. Now, even before I get into this article and before I talk about the news around a Bitcoin ETF, I want to preface an ETF has not been approved, and there's no indication that it is absolutely going to be approved, but there are inklings that it might be. An ETF is an exchange-traded fund. It can either be a form of a derivative or a physically backed uh, uh, well, fund that is traded on an open stock market, and it allows many different financial institutions to get into Bitcoin and cryptocurrency that otherwise might not be able to. An ETF would open the door to literally tens of millions of Americans to buy Bitcoin that otherwise wouldn't because they don't want to go through the headache of getting a Coinbase account. They just want to say, hey, Mr. Stockbroker, hey, Mr. Money Manager, can you just say, buy me $10,000 worth of Bitcoin? A lot of these big institutions that have brokerages can't do that right now, or they don't do it for other reasons. They need these kind of funds to be able to invest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency more accurately. Uh, more actively, excuse me. So an ETF coming online in America would be a big deal. Now, here's the problem for any of you guys who have not been here for four years and have not watched this saga like I have. ETFs have been on the mind of cryptocurrency investors for longer than I've been here. We've been talking about Bitcoin ETFs for five, six years, and there were indications that we might have gotten one approved as early as 2017. It doesn't look like that happened, obviously. So there have been literally dozens, if not over 100 by now, ETF applications. None of them have been approved. The fact of the matter is an ETF would be a big deal. And the news here is this. According to Bloomberg senior ETF analyst Eric Balchunas, there are good signs that the SEC will approve Bitcoin futures ETF applications from ARK Invest, interesting, and Valkyrie. Now, why is this important? I've already explained what ETFs are and why they matter, but why does this matter right now? Well, remember I said that Bitcoin needs a catalyst, right? Bitcoin needs something to kick it over the curb so that it can start rallying back towards all-time high. It needs something to start bringing FOMO back in. The perfect thing that could do that would be an ETF. So any news that an ETF might be coming out soon could be just the catalyst that we're looking for. Uh, um, Balchunas, I'm pulling a Tim here, also pointed that ARK Invest Bitcoin ETF futures application on October the 13th in partnership with 21 shares in White Alpha Architect White Label, noting that the assigned ARCA ticker was another good sign that the SEC was going to give a tick. Here's the deal. 
These two ETF applications from ARK Invest and also from Valkyrie have just had ticker symbols assigned to them. Why does that matter? Well, you might know what a ticker symbol is if you're in cryptocurrency. BTC, ETH, LTC, BNB, EOS, those are all ticker symbols. You have a ticker symbol so that you can be traded on an open market. Things that are not traded on an open market don't have ticker symbols. So the fact that these are having ticker symbols assigned to them is the news story. It's not a big news story, and it is highly speculative. I want to be clear about that. But if they are having ticker symbols assigned to them, then that is leading to the possibility that we could be seeing an ETF application come in relatively soon. We're going to talk about that more later, but it is just something I want you to know about. Now, a couple of other things I want to bring up are relatively minor, but they are pretty important. There was a statement made from billionaire Barry Sternlicht that I thought was really interesting, responding to Jamie Dimon saying that Bitcoin is worthless, which I posted on Twitter earlier. I don't know how you have enough time to be the CEO of Jamie uh, of JP Morgan Chase and still be such a hater of Bitcoin if he's running his mouth so much on Bitcoin. But the response that Barry, the billionaire, gave was pretty funny. The reason I own Bitcoin is because the U.S. government and every government in the Western Hemisphere is printing money now uh, to the end of time and they're printing it out of control. This is absolutely true. And the reason that Bitcoin is having so much growth is because of this. Now, the final thing I want to mention here before we move on has to do with Bitcoin options. So let's jump onto my screen and I will show you this. Bitcoin bulls target prices above $58,000 ahead of options, uh, Friday's $820 million options expiry. We're going to pull all of this into one cohesive theory at the end of this segment, just by the way. But I need to show you all this information first. There are literally hundreds of millions of dollars of options about to expire. And if you look down here in this article, the bulls have a reason to push Bitcoin price above 58K. Literally, just about no matter where Bitcoin closes tomorrow, the bulls are probably the ones that are going to end up making money from these options contracts expiring. And that will give them fuel that they can then use to invest back into Bitcoin. If Bitcoin closes between 52 and 54,000, which is possible, I don't think that's going to happen, then the net result is $55 million favoring the bulls. Between 54 and 56,000, that's $130 million favoring the bulls. Between 56,000 and 58,000, that's $235 million favoring the bulls. And, and above 58,000, that would be $350 million in profit for the bulls. Why does this matter? If the bulls are making money on Bitcoin, aren't they going to be inclined to go and do it again? Yes. So if Bitcoin closes where it is right now, then the bulls are going to profit a quarter of a billion dollars. And where's that money going to go to? It's probably going to go right back into Bitcoin. And that could also be one of the catalysts that we could see push Bitcoin far above $60,000 and beyond towards all time high. So I just made a lot of points. I just threw a lot of information at you. Before we go into our intermission, I want to wrap it all up into a nice neat bow so that you know what I'm talking about because it can be easy to get lost in the details. One. Bitcoin desperately needs a catalyst so that it is able to return to all-time high, bring in FOMO on the retail and institutional side, and kick off the second leg of this bull market. Two, there were just ticker symbols assigned to two different ETFs. As far as I'm aware, that's never happened before, and that is a preliminary sign that an ETF could be getting approved soon. Three, we just saw... Uh, or we're about to see a lot of, assuming cryptocurrency, assuming Bitcoin doesn't have a massive crash, we're about to see the bulls in the options market make literally hundreds of millions of dollars that they will probably reinvest into Bitcoin. So the conclusion that I have here is this. Bitcoin needs a catalyst. It has two potential catalysts because this ETF filing is likely going to be decided on in the next two weeks or extended. If the ETF deadline gets extended, that's probably going to pull the wind out of the sails of this rally. But if an ETF does get approved, that or these options expiring could be the thing that pushes over the 
edge and allow us to continue rallying much, much higher. With that said, there are a lot of bullish technicals and a lot of bullish fundamentals. And if we sit here and go over them all day, then we will be here just that all day. Tim, before we read some super chats, I want to ask you, what do you think about a catalyst event? That's what I think we need. What do you think? And be brief on this because we're going to go into more detail later. But in a sentence or two, what do you think we need to get above and start actually going into a bigger rally here on Bitcoin? Uh, I'm, I actually I think it's going to be something that's not even real. I think we're still in a season of manipulation. I think the, the whales really have their hand in where the price goes. So look for a story that has a little bit of a FUD bite to it. That's going to try to shake out a couple more people and then watch the pro- I'm, I just that's my prediction. Wait for a slightly or pretty strongly FUD story. That's just a rumor. And then watch a green candlestick on the daily chart. Follow it. That's what we've been seeing happen. That's my prediction. Boom. There you go. Guys, if you're enjoying today's stream, we have 3,000 people watching. Smash that like button. Let's see if we can get to 1,250 likes here in the next couple of minutes. And also uh, drop a plus one in chat if you think that Bitcoin is going to be at or above all-time high by the end of the month. I expect to see a lot of plus ones. I don't know if I'm in that camp, but I would love to hear if you are. With that said, Tim, we got five minutes here before we move into our next segment. The good news is we don't have that many super chats. Uh, And uh, the ones that we do have are really easy to read. And here's the thing, guys. I'm going to just stay for a moment on the pulling a Tim thing. I feel like it's a human thing (laughs) that when you read names that are not in your native language that you've never seen before and you're trying to do it as quickly as possible to mess them up a little bit. But I digress. Let's go ahead and just read the ones we have. We have one from Eric Liddell saying, why do people scoff at me when I say I didn't get into crypto because of financial gains? Don't get me wrong. The gains are great, but hashtag revolution. I completely agree with you. There are a lot of people that get into Bitcoin for reasons other than financial gain, and that's good. I think we should be in cryptocurrency for multiple reasons. One of them is obviously, yeah, look, there's a lot of money to be made here, but that's actually not why I'm in crypto. And you might notice that from the way that we run this channel. We're not in cryptocurrency to make a buttload of money. We're in cryptocurrency because we firmly believe that it can give you financial freedom and free you from the shackles of government oppression because they control the financial system and also because uh, cryptocurrency can help free you from a lack of money, which believe me, I've been there, sucks. We're here in cryptocurrency, not so that we can all go get Lambos. I mean, cool, look, I don't have a problem with people getting caught. Like, you go get your toys if you earned it. But that's not actually why I'm here. I'm here because I want to see you free. And that's what cryptocurrency does, is it gives you the ability to be free. Sure, it can give you a Lambo. Sure, it can give you a big house. Sure, it can give you a big, you know, retirement fund. But the point that I'm making is that it can make you free. And that's why I personally love it. I love all the chat right now. I'm getting a lot of people saying, do my name, do my name. This is is fun. We, you know, I don't think I can track every single one there. What we need to do is if if you want your name to be read by me. I'll tell you what we'll do. And this will be have to be for another show. <laughs> Email our support team. It's my Boom. wife, Taylor. She will get it to me. She'll get me your name. <laughs> we will have a segment. Oh, do we boy. have time tomorrow? Or do you think we should hold that off till next week? We might have time. I don't know. Smay doesn't no. like it. Smay doesn't think Sometime so. Sometime next week, Smay we will do a so. short segment where I read or, names. Or should we do a video? Should, drop a plus one if that should be a standalone video so that you can go and replay it and share <laughs> we, it. Or I, drop a two if you think it should be in the stream. We can put it on TikTok. All right. Which, by the way, which, by the way, follow us on we TikTok. Still need to, that just reminded me. I uh, today I'm going to post the uh, rap video of Jeb on TikTok. So. Oh, so that is happening. That's so, a good reason yeah. to go follow us on TikTok at Crypto Jeb Official. 
All right, well, for now, let's go ahead and jump back into content. We'll get to more Super Chats later. I think there's time for a few more before we uh, I think we're running past our time, aren't we? No, we're actually, oh, we're ahead, we're already, we're actually okay. 10 minutes was, ahead of schedule. I was the clock the wrong way. My bad. We're ahead of schedule, right, well, actually. I'm also waiting on Shannon to post a couple, but we did have a donation from Keith O'Sullivan uh, just for uh, pretty much five euros. So thank you so much, Keith. Uh, man, we got one from Big Jiggle. That's a... There we go. Uh, my boy, Philip McCree. Okay. Uh, McCreevis. Loves Creevis. your show. I'm, uh, the past Super Chat, just, you know, he gave two of them. I'm not going to read the first one. Thank you for the nation, Big Jiggle, but I'm just not going to read that. Uh, so I don't know if he's trying to slip something else into this other one. Loves your show. I know you watching. Happy birthday, bro. So if that's true, Philip, happy birthday. Uh, and at the moment, let me look to see. We got a couple more that just came in here. Uh, Brett says, Ethereum getting close to a... Inverse head and shoulders breakout, question mark? Yes, it is actually. And if we have time at the end of the show, we probably won't. But if we do, then I might look at that briefly. Big, uh, Ethereum right now has a very, um, it has a lot going on. Ethereum very well could be going into a big rally pretty soon. Gotcha. We got one more that I see here from Simple Man 699 saying, what has the coin Cody, uh, yeah, what has the coin Cody had to do with Cardano? Greetings from the Netherlands. So the, the Cody, I'm not the most familiar with how Cody works, but I'm pretty sure it is a project that's built on top of Cardano. I can't give you a lot of information there because I don't want to say anything that I'm not informed on, but I've heard it's a good project and it's something that I do want to do uh, more research in. Let's read one final one. Crypto Alchemist said, for yeah. somebody doing a $1,200 a month DCA strategy, continue it through the early stages of the bear market or wait till the bottom-ish. Thanks, guys. Well, Ooh. think about this. What does dollar cost averaging do? It moves your average cost from dollars of entry. So if you are dollar cost averaging through a bull market, then your average entry price is going up. If you're dollar cost averaging through a bear market, your average entry price is going down. So it's actually a better idea to dollar cost average in a bear market than it is to dollar cost average in a bull market. It's always a good idea in my opinion, but you'll actually get more profits and more gains by doing it in a bear market. So if a bear market were to start, then you know it's not a bad idea to go ahead and DCA in because it is going to then help you lower your average entry price. With that said, let's go ahead and jump back into our uh, technicals because I need to show you the bearish technicals now. Before we do, I do want to mention that this show is brought to you by Lux Algo. It's one of our favorite indicators here. And if you're interested in learning more about it, click the link down below. You can get 20% off with our coupon code. Now, I want to show you an indicator here that is uh, pretty interesting. And it has to do with Market Cipher, which has been working really, really well in tandem with everything that we're doing. There is a um, little bit of a signal here on something called Market Cipher DBSI. Now, Market Cipher and Lux Algo work really well together. And one of the things that you can see here on Market Cipher is this numbering with something called Market Cipher DBSI. Now, basically, I'm not going to go into all the detail on how these numbers work and everything, but take a look at this. We had some very large numbers up here, some very low numbers down here. That basically means that they're selling pressure. But as of today, DBSI has switched. We have a large number down here on the bottom and a, and a big number up here on the top. So we're getting a little bit of a mixed signal here. But in general, what this is saying is that we're seeing some bearish selling pressure on uh, Bitcoin. But today, we're seeing potentially a little bit more bullish pressure. With that said, I want to jump down to the hourly chart really quickly here because a lot of you guys have already looked at this and are talking about this. There is a correction going on on Bitcoin as of this morning. Ever since about nine hours ago, Bitcoin started correcting from $58,600 down about $1,100 to $1,200 over the last uh, nine hours, about 2%. 
Right now, Bitcoin is sitting on a level of support right around 57,450. Uh, 57,450. And if it breaks through here, then the level of support that we would likely see Bitcoin go to would probably be around 56,700 or even lower. So the reason I'm bringing this up during the bearish segment is because this is not really what I want to see, guys. I want to see Bitcoin bouncing and rallying and breaking to the upside, but frankly, that doesn't seem what's likely. What seems likely right now is that Bitcoin is either one, printing a bull flag and we're going to break to the upside, or two, Bitcoin's just plain and simply forming a head and shoulders pattern here and is going to break to the downside in accordance with that head and shoulders pattern, probably around to 56,000. I don't have a lot of confidence in Bitcoin down on the one hourly chart right now, and there's a few other reasons why. I actually closed RSI a second ago, so let's bring that back up. The fact of the matter is, the RSI is trending to the downside. And keep in mind, guys, the RSI is read incorrectly by almost every single analyst. The RSI is not just used as an overextension indicator or oscillator. It is actually very much useful for gauging the strength of the bulls and the bears. For any of our Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy alumni, you will know because we talk about it in that video. The level that the RSI is at can generally be looked at as the strength of the bulls or the bears. Right now, you could say that the bulls are a little bit stronger than the bears down here on the one hourly chart, but not by a whole lot. The RSI is trending to the downside. On top of that, looking at market cipher and another one of the things that we look at here, there are some technically kind of sell signals and moves to the downside going on with market cipher's equivalent of RSI. Also, there is a green dot followed by a red dot. Momentum's moving to the downside and we're now negative on the VWAP. So this market cipher B is not giving us a lot of confidence either. And down on the hourly chart, we had a bearish MACD cross, which indicates that we might be seeing more movement to the downside. On top of that, guys, the volume on the hourly chart is pretty low. There is a little bit more volume that's come in in the last two hours, but you can see through our moving average here on volume that the volume is currently trending to the downside. So we're not getting a lot of confidence coming out of the hourly chart. That said, there is an argument to be made that we're printing something called an inverse head and shoulders pattern here on the hourly chart. And if that occurs, occurs then that could lead to a break to the upside. But right now, I'm paying close attention to what the last few hours have done. We've seen very large upper shadows. Remember, guys, we've talked about these wicks before. We've seen lar very large upper wicks indicating the bulls are trying and they're failing and they're trying and they're failing and they're trying and they're failing and they're not managing to kick this off. Where is the strength of the bulls? That is the concern that I have right now. We simply don't have enough strength coming from the bulls to be very excited on this. Now, on top of that, looking out to the daily chart right now, the candlestick that we are printing at the moment that we're recording this is very very un inspiring to the bulls. We have a very long upper shadow here, similar to how we saw on October the 8th and October the 10th. Now, this candlestick is not closed yet. Obviously, we have another uh, 10 hours with this daily chart candlestick before it closes, so we don't know that it's going to close looking like this, but right now, this daily chart candlestick looks awful. It is what is known as a shooting star, and that is typically a topping out formation. So again, I want to clarify here because people will think I'm trying to spread FUD. I'm not. What we are doing here with this show is we show you the bullish first because we want to make sure that you you know, are optimistic because there is a good reason to be optimistic, but it is my job as an influencer that does have, well, influence in the cryptocurrency space to show you both sides of the story. You're not going to find any other cryptocurrency YouTubers who do that every single day. The reason that we come at you with the bullish and the bearish is because we want you to be financially free, and to do that, you have to have a balanced view of the market. So I'm showing you the bearish right now, but don't think I'm trying to spread FUD. I'm simply spreading facts, and the facts are there are definitely things that are bearish. Now, looking at the daily chart further, 
Another thing you want to take note of is the simple fact that there is bearish convergence happening on the MACD. Now, some might argue, but Jeb, look at how bullish the MACD is. We're moving up very fast. That's true. Absolutely right. MACD has a lot of bullish momentum right now. Totally. Totally understand that and agree with that. However, we need to look at the histogram here. Ever since the 7th of October, the histogram has been converging on itself. And that indicates that we may be seeing a bearish MACD cross coming in the future. We've seen seven days of movement to indicate that. And interestingly enough, the market's been moving up during that time. What does that mean? The histogram right here is giving us another inclination that the bulls are losing their strength. And that's kind of the theme right now. The bulls are losing their strength. They're overextended. And yes, they might break through the enemy's lines and go on for a massive charge. But if they don't, then we might get turned around. And if we get turned around, where are we going to go? Well, the price target's right around 53000 So we might see a $6,000 drop, a $4,000 drop if that occurs. It's in the cards, guys. And you need to know that there is a possibility that Bitcoin could drop a little bit. That being said... If Bitcoin does correct a little bit, does correct down to 53,000, I think it'll hold it. I think it'll bounce. I think it'll go into a rally. And I still think that we're going to be sitting at 63,000 by at least the uh, at least mid-November, if not by the end of this month. But you do need to know that there are some things that are a little bit concerning. On top of that, look at the four-hourly chart right now. We had a bullish cross on the MACD on the four-hourly chart, which I mentioned earlier. But also notice, that doesn't seem to be lasting very long. We saw something similar happen back over here on the 11th of October on the four-hourly. Had a bullish MACD cross, didn't do a whole lot. And then we we had a bearish MACD cross that followed almost immediately. That's what we look like we're having happen right now. It looks like this was a fake bullish MACD cross and we're losing momentum and we're stagnating. So the fact is Bitcoin right now is bullish, but, and the keyword here is but, it doesn't have a lot of confidence in that bullishness. And that's what concerns me. Something just doesn't feel right here, guys. I feel, and I'm telling you this because it's important how I feel. Let me clarify. A lot of people hear someone say, I feel this about the market, and they say, emotions. Ha ha, I got you. You're being an emotional trader. You shouldn't do that. I learned that in my first week. Here's the deal, and here's one of the things that we teach in the academy. The way that an expert in any field feels is very important. I read a story in a book recently, and you'll see where I'm going with this. This is important. Uh, I read a story in a book recently about an EMT who'd been an EMT for 20 years. She was at a party. She saw her father, and she told her father, man, you, you really don't look good. And her father goes, excuse me? I, I, I think I look pretty good. And she says, no, no, no. Like, you don't look good. Like, you don't look healthy. And she didn't know what she was seeing, but she just had this gut feeling, this instinct that there was something wrong with her dad. She'd been an EMT. She'd watched a lot of heart attacks, a lot of strokes. She saw something in his face, and she took him to the hospital. She saved his life because he was about to have a heart attack. I think it was a stroke, actually. He was about to have a stroke, and she saw that there was something going on in his face, and she just knew that because she'd been an EMT for so long, she's seen so much of it. So what's the point here? In cryptocurrency, when you've been working in a market every single day, sometimes you're going to get a gut feeling. Sometimes you're going to get an instinct. Sometimes your intuition is going to tell you, this doesn't feel right, or this feels like it's about to explode, or this just feels like, man, it's boring. It's going to trade sideways for a week. The longer you've been in crypto, and I've been working in the market every single day for four years, this is my full-time job to analyze cryptocurrency markets. I have a feeling right now, based on my vast experience in this space, that Bitcoin is going to have a smaller correction before a larger breakout. I'll tell you, and I want to be clear on this, I do think that we're very bullish. I do think that we'll be back at all-time high in the next month. I don't think it's going to take that long. But 
I am not feeling very confident right now in this uptrend. And quite frankly, I have a lot of technical and fundamental, well, not fundamental, but technical reasons to believe that. The on-chain, the fundamentals, and the longer-term technicals, all incredibly bullish. However, the shorter-term and the fact that Bitcoin is losing its momentum doesn't give me a lot of exuberance. So, Tim. I want to ask you a question, and then we're going to go into Super Chats. We are so close to a massive break to the upside. We are so tantalizingly close. Number one, do you think that we're actually going to see that break, or do you think we're first going to see a correction? And number two, if we are to see a big break to the upside, what do you think it will take for that to occur? Well, the first thing is back up. Back up and ask the question, what has changed? We talked about this yesterday. Guys, we are still in ascending wedge. This recent price action that we had over the last 24 hours didn't change anything. It took us back up to the top of that wedge and it's coming back down. The reason why Jeb and I, and you'll see other analysts talk about this dip, this retracement, this correction, is because of how rallies healthily flow. Good, healthy rallies have healthy dips and corrections and retracements. They do not just go in a linear straight line up to the top. We have been overdue for a small correction, a small retracement for the sake of the health of the bull run. So before people just hate on, oh, you know, uh, this is nothing but bearish news. This is fun. No, this is actually bullish reasoning to say we need to come down a little bit. But just, I mean, just look at the chart. If we cannot break through that level of resistance, we have to come back down to gain some power, to gain some strength, to be able to break through it. We have proven now. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six times we did not have the strength to break through the resistance. How do you gain strength? Retrace, correct, build up, then explode. It's a a little bit like, Tim, you're an athlete. If you're about to do like a box jump or something, you you don't just stand straight and then just jump. What do you do? You squat down. Yeah. Get power and then boom, you jump. The lower you squat, the more room you have to jump. And I think that's what we're about to see in the market right now, right? Well, even more so. I mean, you're an athlete. If you're trying to push them, if you're playing football, you're trying to push somebody and you push and they don't move, you don't just keep pushing as hard as you can and hope that eventually start moving. You actually take a step back mm-hmm. and attack again. Mm-hmm. That's what the market needs to do. The market says, all right, we gave it a run, we gave it a go, we couldn't push through, back up, build up our strength, build up our momentum, let's go again. And that's what we're seeing happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Completely agree with you. Tim, that was fantastic. But I also want to ask you the question, what do you think it will take for us to have that break to the upside? Do you think we could have a fundamental catalyst like an ETF come in? Do you think that these options expiries could be the thing to break out or do or is the only thing that's going to allow us to break out is that correction? And there's no way that we're just going to break immediately. No, I that's that's what I'm waiting on. It's, It's kind of a wait and see game. But again, I said this, I think, earlier in the show. I honestly believe the thing to look for is for a FUD article to come out to discourage you from being in the market, and that's when the whales will pounce. They'll say, this is the moment. At the moment, it's almost like, if you play that game as a kid where you have the hands on your hand and uh, you you play, what is that game called? Where you flip and you hit the hands, right? Oh, I know what you're talking about. And the whole dynamic of the game is you don't just have a rhythm where you keep doing it every three seconds, you wait and you delay. And sometimes you do it quick and sometimes you do it slow. I think the whales are doing that. They're playing, hey, when is the best time to pounce on this price? And that's what we're waiting on. And what they do is they allow a FUD story to come out that scares all of the weak investors, all the weak hands, so that they pounce, see the profit happen. And so for me, I'm not waiting for a massive bullish story to come out. I'm actually waiting for a massive FUD article to come out. And that's my mark to say, 
There we go. There you go, guys. Well, look, I love this community. You guys are amazing. And for that reason, let's go ahead and read some Super Chats because we have some more. We really appreciate you guys for those. All right. We got one from Matt C. Singh. Let's go, Matt C. Our brother, Alexandre Anacio, could use all of your thoughts and prayers right now. Please join together and use the power of collective thought to bring comfort to his uh, to him and his family. Heck yeah. And I miss, was there something that happened in chat? There is power in prayer. It looks like there's something that happened in chat, but I don't know what it is. It lo- Man, I was I, trying to find I out. I missed but, that. Yeah, I missed that because I was... Oh. Oh, talking, man. but something yeah, but apparently. Alexandre, we are, you know, we are with you, you, man. Yeah, we are with you. This is a community that you are safe in. We're with you, man. And anybody else who needs any kind of community, that's what we're here for. Make sure that you reach out to us if you're going through anything. We want to hear it, and we're here for you. We got another one from Matt Wood saying, "What's each of your favorite alts other than ETH?" <laughs> I think long TM. Long term. Long term, okay. Long term. Hmm. I think all three of us should answer that. What is my favorite altcoin long term? Other than Ethereum. Tim, do you know what do either of you know what your yours is off the top of your head? Let me think. Yeah, go for it, Smay. Um Polkadot. 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 I've been filling my Polkadot bags, guys, and also just shout out to the Polkadot gang because you guys, I know you guys are very happy right now, and I'm very happy because Dot is doing some special great things. Hashtag Dot gang. My answer is probably Avalanche. I still need to buy some of it because, you know, I love it, but Avalanche seems to just be taking the other altcoin platforms and layer one protocols by a landslide or maybe you could say a snow slide i'm sorry i'll stop what do you think tim i wish i had a better sexier answer uh, but i it's got to be cardano i gotta, oh, come I gotta on. go you can't say my, cardano he the didn't heart say of, he didn't say i know but the, but the heart of that is outside of the top three like he should have said it that way if he didn't he, okay if, if i you choose me what, what's number two yeah I, I still think, despite the fact that it really rallied quickly and came back down, I still think the future of Solana is very Solana is, is Solana very was my second choice, yeah. 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 So, guys, tell I us really in chat, like what is Solana your favorite Bitcoin. altcoin outside of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano? What is your favorite altcoin? I'm sure people would love to hear it. Got any other Super Chats? We do. We have one from Tom Wilkes saying, has a decision been made about a meet and greet here in Florida? That mm. is not currently being announced but hopefully we'll have something happening in the well, next no. year so maybe like for don't know. maybe for like 500k subs or something we could do something like that we I don't, don't know. know maybe I, I, would, know. I, look, I, I feel like that's I a little that to happen but I, I don't know when I think it's closer than you guys think but I, don't, I think it is yeah. closer than you think we have one from Kelly Kellum saying force yourself this is actually great advice force yourself to put your DCA amount into savings accounts for the remainder of this bull run and then add to your DCA totals in the bear market to get solid low DCA entries so yeah. pretty much what saying is if you're really concerned you don't know how much farther we're going up i still think it'd actually be good to go in right now but if you're confused yeah go ahead put it in a savings account put it off to the side wait for the next bear mark to come and and then put it in there if you want a big one-time entry yeah i was actually talking to a friend of mine who's a pastor named phil and uh, i was talking to him about portfolio management and everything yesterday at the meeting i was at and um he was, uh, I explained to him the dichotomy of having a trading and an investing portfolio. And then I realized, wait a second, I've been forgetting an important part of this the entire time when I explained this. You also need a cash portfolio. It's really important that you have an investment portfolio, a trading portfolio, and a cash account. Because whenever the market dips, you need to have cash on hand. So what you can do here is you can say, hey, I have a trading portfolio over here. Cool. Whenever I make profits, I'm going to take those profits out. I'm going to put it in cash, whether that be in real U.S. dollars or U.S. dollar tether or U.S. dollar coin uh, from Gemini or anything like that. Then you have your investing account so that when a dip happens, you 
you can buy the dip for your trading and your investing. So it's important to have that cash account. There's absolutely nothing wrong with building up a cash account so that you are able to uh, deploy capital whenever that uh, correction does inevitably come in the market. Also, it's good to have a rainy day fund. Sure. That's separate, though. I'm not yeah. talking about a rainy day fund. I'm talking about money set aside to invest when you see an opportunity. You need a you need an emergency fund also. We have a couple more super chats. David Smith said he just wanted to say thank you for you guys for the job you guys are doing. Oh, thank you. That's fun. We have a donation from David Fear. I'm not going to read it, but thank you, David, for your donation. Boom. Uh, Curling down, because I know we have another one right here from Corey giving his opinions. Uh, uh, V-Chain and Amp. V-Chain and Amp. Not bad. A lot of people are sleeping on V-Chain and Amp. I think they're good projects, and I don't think you ought to miss out on them. With that said, guys, that looks like that's all the Super Chats. So, Tim, I have a question that I really want to dig deep into here that I think people will get a lot of value out of. Drop a one in the chat if you've been in cryptocurrency for less than nine months. Because if you've been in cryptocurrency for less than nine months, then Tim is your elder here in crypto because he has really been in crypto for nine months. He's been invested for about 14 months. He got in last September. Um... But, Tim, I want to ask you this. You've been in cryptocurrency for just over a year. You've actually been invested ever since, or excuse me, you've actually been following it closely since about the beginning of this year. What have you witnessed change in that time in cryptocurrency? And what does that nine months of perspective tell you about the next nine months and beyond? Well, I think what's actually really cool and this might not fully answer the question as best as what you wanted to, but what I've found the most helpful is in the research you need to do to make wise decisions, the rabbit trails you find along the way to update yourself on how things are happening. For example, reading uh, the Bitcoin standard. Great book. It doesn't just help you understand the importance of Bitcoin or the importance of currency. It highlights why and where we went so wrong in our history to mess up our economy to where it is, which then highlights the importance of saying we need to heavily, heavily, heavily move away from the current dollar into the cryptocurrency world with hard, sound money. So to me, you know, the price action has been fun. I actually, I find it enjoyable. It's like a challenge. You know, I was an athlete growing up. I love the challenge of predicting what's going to happen. I love the challenge of following the charts, following the news, following everything and trying to really dissect the movements. But to me, I think the biggest change has been because this has forced me to dive deep into my research and to learn more. It's opened my eyes up to a lot more. Guys, cryptocurrency is not just about finance. It's not just about uh, blockchain technology. It's actually opening up the eyes of the entire world to massive problems that people seem to just ignore and do away with. And I think, you know, it's it's another thing when you're just following news and politics and stuff, don't get me wrong. There's great stuff that happens there, too, to, to open your eyes. But my dad was one of the people. And my dad is a very hard person. He's a very skeptical, pessimistic, the world's about to end because politics is terrible. You know, Crypto highlights the terrible stuff happening and offers us a solution, offers a solution. to how we can fix it. So for me... Despite the fact that I really enjoyed following the charts, following the prices, investing, learning how to trade correctly, to me, the most beneficial thing is when you follow cryptocurrency and you teach yourself and you learn, it opens up doors and windows and things to, to things that you'll ne- you never would have thought about and really invested yourself in before. Yeah. So since you have seen so much of that and you ha- and you now have more perspective on the cryptocurrency market, yeah. because look, so I guess what I'm asking here is, look, guys, I've been in cryptocurrency for four years. I've been here since July 31st, 2017. It's been about four 
four months, uh, four years, two months. The YouTube channel here is almost four years old. It turns four on November the 16th. In that time, I have watched the market change in so many ways. I have watched a Bitcoin ATM being opened up on a street corner in Kansas be the top headline to now we see a billion dollar company join the cryptocurrency market every single week. I have seen the transition in the fundamentals, in the adoption, in the growth of the YouTube space. And I've seen now that I've been here for this long, the way that that is changing. And that perspective has given me a better understanding of where I see this thing going. I think the longer that you've been here, the better you can see the growth curve, the S curve of adoption. Tim, do you have any inclination of what the next couple of years look like based on that experience? Is there any insight that you can give people that are newer to cryptocurrency based on that uh, time that you've been here? Well, even as what I've watched, and you know, we still go back and do historical analysis. We still go back and look at previous charts, and we see similarities. But as adoption continues to grow, and I believe that the YouTube space has been amazing to further grow that. You know, yeah, stories absolutely. breaking is great. But I mean, how many people do you know? And you guys can, you know, even call out in chat if you want. How many people do you know that found out about cryptocurrency through TikTok or yep. YouTuber? You know, I did. And, and <laughs> I was one of them. The what's going to drive us into not just higher prices, but better. <laughs> stability for the world is the more that people learn and grow in their knowledge of what's happening. And there is definitely some toxic social media stuff out there that dilutes and distracts and and takes away from the value of crypto and kind of ruins people's lives. But if you are good at understanding and researching for yourself, and then you go back and use YouTubers and TikTokers and Instagrammers and so on and so forth for your education... That is going to make you more profitable, not only in your finances, but in helping convince your family members, your close loved ones to get in now before this thing blows up. My future prediction is we have not even begun to scratch the surface of where crypto is going to go and the blessings and future it's going to give to millions if not billions of people. Boom sauce. Guys, that is a fantastic answer. I want to hear your thoughts in the comment section. Tell me in the comments, hashtag followed by how long you've been in the space, either months or years. Some of you guys have been here since 2010 when it started. I want to know how long have you been here in cryptocurrency? And then after you tell us how long you've been in cryptocurrency, if you've been here for a while, give some advice to the people that have been here for not very long on what the experience and the wisdom that you have gained in your tenure here in cryptocurrency has given you. What I can tell you is this, trading can make you a lot of money. Oftentimes, investment will make just as much or more. That's a piece of wisdom that I can give you. But speaking of things that I can give you, I can give you a little bit of analysis on Ethereum here since we have a little bit of time at the end of the stream because there are some very interesting things happening on Ethereum. And I believe, I can't guarantee this, but I believe we will end up making a video on this this afternoon because there is a very important update happening on ETH. So drop a one in chat if you'd like to see an update this afternoon on Ethereum. Ethereum right now, it seems to be breaking bullish out of the inverse head and shoulders pattern that it has found itself in ever since the beginning of September. We have started a little bit of a rally over the last three hours, and it moving from $3,680 to $3,800 doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but it actually is because of the significance of the level that it has broken. There is a flat level of resistance right here, and it has now been turned into support. The next level of resistance that Ethereum is looking at sits right above it, and it is the downtrend starting from all-time high, running through our high back on September the 3rd, and then it meets us here right around $3,850. This level right now is the one that Ethereum needs to break. So for any of you guys out there that are really excited about Ethereum, you think it's going to go to the moon, it has broken bullish from this inverse head and shoulders pattern, but it desperately needs to break this downtrend first. Looking to the daily chart, 
We can take a look at some of our indicators. Market Cypher, I'm not going to go into it, but it looks pretty bullish right now. We have a green dot. Money flow is moving up. Uh, VWAP's moving up. RSI indicators are moving up. Uh, Market Cypher seems to be pretty bullish. Uh, RSI is giving us an indication that the bulls are strong. Maybe we're seeing that the bulls are getting bored of Bitcoin and they're moving into Ethereum. I'm perfectly fine to let Bitcoin take a backseat and let Ethereum drive this rally. On top of that, we had bearish convergence on the daily chart. That seems to be reversing right now. And we have a large green candlestick. If we look at Lux Algo, we can also see that there was a strong buy signal a couple of days ago on October the 6th. Remember, this channel is sponsored by Lux Algo. This is an indicator we use every single day in our analysis. You can check that out with the link below. It has a strong buy signal right now. So right now, it looks like Ethereum is about to go through a big rally. If you'd like to see more content on Ethereum today, going up on the channel, drop a one in chat and hit that subscribe button. But Tim, I know we have some super chats. Let's go ahead and read those. Yeah, we do. And what I'm going to say real quick is, you know, I made this prediction, I think, what, two months ago, and I'm going to hold to it. Uh, despite the fact that technically Bitcoin is closer, I still think Ethereum is going to beat uh, Bitcoin back to all time. I think you might be right. I think I said that on ATB on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm looking at the chart. I think Shannon is a little bit behind in posting some, but I, I can scroll and read some. We have one from Mark Santiago saying, "Will EOS have a run like the rest of the smart contract platforms? What do you think of the five? Our new bullish exchange, five he new bullish exchange. I don't know if I know that. Um, so the thing is, EOS has been kind of a, I don't want to say a dead project, but it's not a project that that seems to have a lot going on right now. I could be totally uninformed on this, but I remember I used to follow EOS very, very, very closely back when it was in like the top six. It's fallen all the way down to 41. It's been left behind, and that doesn't give me a lot of confidence on the project. I remember I used to do technical analysis on it. In fact, it was one of the first big videos on the channel was an EOS price prediction mm. four, uh, three and a half years ago in you know January, February of 2018. I've been watching EOS for a very long time. I'm yeah. not thrilled about its development. At the time, it seemed cutting edge, but in the last three years, a lot has changed. A lot of these DeFi protocols have grown very much, and I just don't think EOS is uh, a competitor to many of them anymore. Gotcha. I'm going to make sure I'm taking all these good ones down. We got one from... We have a couple donations just people want to give. So Juan Restrepo, Andrew Kozma, uh, thank you so much. Uh, we have one from Neil Aurora saying, good time to take profits in trades then? Question mark. I would personally look at where we are right now as more of a no-trade zone. Look, yeah. the, the thing is, we're on a knife's edge right now. Bitcoin can break to the upside big time or, you know, Bitcoin can correct. It just we don't know right now because we are not we have not decided. I use this term a lot. We're at a decision point in the market. We're at a pretty important one, too. Bitcoin needs to decide, hey, are we going to rally $2,000 and start moving up to all time high or are we going to correct because we don't have a lot of momentum? Bitcoin has not chosen that yet. So we can't be overly confident in what the market's going to do if the market's not giving us an overly confident answer to that question. We can only be as confident as the market is. And the market itself is not very confident right now. So I'd be careful about entering or exiting any trades at the moment. Uh, here's one that I think was trying to uh, trip me up, but it's Silver Surfer, just not spelled the right way. Uh, <laughs> said concerns about Avalanche tokenomics, i.e. very inflationary. So as far as I can tell, and I need to do more research on it, I, I haven't gotten the impression that Avalanche's um, token supply has a big issue with uh, inflation. What you might be referring to is the fact that there can be parallel chains running and that that leads to um, explosive and infinite scaling and that I mean, in theory, 
it'll lead to some kind of inflation. I, I don't I don't personally know exactly what area of the cryptocurrency you're referring to, so I can't give you a great answer on that. We've got another one from KSmooth300 saying, how strong will the bear market be even with all of this mass adoption? The bear market, I think, will be a 50 to 60% correction from the all-time high. I don't think we'll ever see an 85% correction ever again. Yeah. I've talked about that in many streams. Greg, Greg Gressick also wanted to get involved. So for those of you who don't know, Greg Gressick is on our team as, yep. uh, what's his official title? He is, exa- he is a sales manager. Okay, sales manager. But, you know, he's been super bullish about XRP. So he said, I got to jump into this alt discussion. How is XRP not mentioned? It is going to skyrocket. XRP, Greg, I do think is going to do very, very well. In fact, I think Greg is in the office. I think he's like right over there. Greg. I think he's, le- I think he's going back down to Tampa today at some point. I thought he was here till Tuesday. I think he's here till Tuesday. We gotta, okay, keep going. Keep Either going. way, uh, XRP is. Yeah, I agree with you, Greg. That's literally all I have to say on that. The, the, but if I remember the question right, it wasn't what altcoin we talking about for the next few weeks or months. It was long term. Yeah, it was yeah, long term. It was a long term so, prediction. So I my prediction on XRP over the next couple of months outpaces everything else because of the backlash has happened. It's just once that happened, then it gets back to its you know where it needs to be. Now that's where I think those other altcoins will altcoins will outperform it. Yeah. Well, it's definitely Tim, intriguing though. Yeah. Smay, what are your thoughts on all this? Do you have anything you want to chime in with? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, no. Okay. I mean, I, other than like I like I, what I just said is I think XRP. I you know I was thinking about buying some. I don't know if I'm quite there that I want to put money into XRP right now. Even though I'm pretty confident that Greg is right that we're probably going to see oh, it, some yeah. sort of yeah. some sort of rally. No, I, look, guys, I've been on the record saying this for a month. I think that when this X, when this SEC lawsuit lets up, XRP is going to jump 200. I think there's a giant rally coming to XRP. So I want to be clear about my position on that. With that said, Tim, we need to review our price predictions, don't we? We do. No, I mean, so we got little under 24 hours, but I will just say Smay is looking pretty. Oh my uh, gosh. Especially looking at some of these technicals. Although there's some caveats that it's, it's not over yet. You know, it's not over till it's over. Uh, as of right now, I'm it's kind of caught between me and Jeb on Bitcoin. My prediction of 58,100 uh, was right this morning, but this was not a prediction for Thursday. This is a prediction for Friday. Uh, Jeb has 56,250 and Smay's over at 60,000. I would still say it's anyone's game there. I think it's between you uh, and me. But I fam. think it's between you and me. But where it gets more interesting, I would be just about this close to giving Smay Ethereum. I think Ethereum has a lot of great stuff happening because his prediction of 3,700 is the highest. I am the lowest at 3,400. It did touch down to what I thought it was going to, it just didn't stay down there. Uh, and Jeb had the middle point at 3560. I always get wedged in the middle. It you is do. not a good place you to do. be. Uh, but as a whole, at this point, it does look like it's a it's a good bet to say that may most likely win. But we've had that problem before where Thursdays, we, we're about to crown a winner and then Friday happens and, then and it's crazy. Nope. The only good news for you guys before I move on is that tomorrow we have expiry options happening yeah. that are actually going to potentially be a bullish move. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Fridays have a dip, but maybe that's not going to be tomorrow. We will see. Yeah. Uh, Cardano, here is where, again, Smay is sitting pretty. There are some technicals that say potentially we still have a little bit lower to go with Cardano before we resume back to a great rally, because I do think Cardano's going to have a good rally. But his 218 being the highest prediction is a great, great choice. Uh, Jeb said 211. My prediction of 197, I have a fear it's too soon. Yeah, There's I a small part of me soon. that still thinks we get down there at some point, but maybe it won't be until what was, later this weekend. What were Smay and I's predictions again? 218 and 211. And it's I, sitting right now. Am I 211? You're 211. I like Cardano's 211. Cardano's at 211. I like 211. 
Yep. Actually, I don't know if I like 211. Well, I think I like 211. 211's a great prediction <laughs> if we were talking oh about a different day. I don't know if I like 211 Friday. for tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my God. Yeah. Well, I just want to also say, you know, I don't want to say I told you so, but even yesterday, you know, oh I, when you asked me about oh if I thought Bitcoin hit its bottom yet, and I said, yeah, I mean, pfft. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? Oh my what gosh. do you think about that? I think a broken clock is right twice a day. So uh, it seems like I'm right way more than twice a well, day. Well, you're but. the only one that you're not going to win is Bitcoin. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> it's the turtles. It's the turtles. The turtles know all. Hashtag turtle oh king. Oh my god, that is correct. Thank you. I'm on hashtag Thank you. turtle king. Thank you, Jeb. I, I am love on you, Jeb. Turtle king. For some reason, the turtles keep giving you good answers, and it's really funny because Jeb, it's, it's getting a big head. Jeb's the my opposite of old Jamie getting, Diamond. Jeb's yes. my friend, and I like Jeb, guys. Oh, I like you. What about I Tim? like you too. I don't like Tim that much. That's Oof. true. That's Dang. True. Dang, it's because he's got the HODL trophy and you want it, huh? Well, guys, that's all we got time for today. If you enjoyed today's video, smash that like button and consider subscribing to the channel. If you think that we're giving you value, some of your friends might also think so. Go and tell 10 of your friends about the channel if you think that it is something that will help them. And remember, today's show is brought to you by Lux Algo. It helps to support all of the operations that go on behind the scenes. We have a big team running this channel now, and, you know, that takes money. And Lux Algo, when you sign up for it, you're going to be getting a phenomenal indicator that will help you make money in cryptocurrency while also helping to support or one of your favorite creators. So go ahead and check that link out in the description box down below. Also, make sure to follow us on our social medias because the wrap that I did last week will be going up on our TikTok at CryptoJebOfficial, I believe today, maybe tomorrow. Smay's on that. So make sure to check that out. If you haven't already, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. Those links are down below. But anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. Before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacP Media.